booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine. Right now, 38 degrees, cloudy skies in some areas, rain tapering in others. It's Tuesday, January 31st. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. They don't have a big enough space to put their belongings, and uh, they're worried about COVID. A cop's forced to clear protesting migrants who refused to move from a hotel to cots at the Brooklyn Terminal. The MTA touting on-time performance as the best seen in decades. There's even more fallout from the Tyree Davis killing. Now two officers relieved of duty, two additional officers officers and two EMTs and a lieutenant fired. President Biden officially ending the nation's COVID-19 emergency. Gas prices, they are ticking up nationwide. No drop forecast. New York City police cleared groups of migrants from the Watson Hotel in the Hell's Kitchen area of Manhattan Monday. Dozens refused to go to the Brooklyn Cruise Terminal. They were camped out in tents at 57th Street between 9th and 10th Avenues. City Councilwoman Gail Brewer among those who think all migrants should get a hotel room. They don't have a big enough space to put their belongings. And, you know, uh, they're worried about COVID. And those are real issues. You know, this is a great hotel. I've been here in the past. Um, It's a great hotel. The problem is that women and children, they also need a space. Single adult men say that the Watson are being moved so that the space can be occupied by migrant families with children. Well, the MTA has announced the subway's on-time performance is actually the best in decades. Buses, subways, and the LIRR are all reporting fewer delays. The MTA released its latest on-time performance data for the subways and the commuter rail lines. Back in January, subways were on time 85% of the time, while the LIRR ran on time 96% of the time. As for Metro North, it ran at a near-perfect 97%. Here's MTA Chair Jenna Lieber. This is the best performance ever by our commuter railroads, except for the very height of COVID when, dare I say, nobody was riding. This is historic. Welcome news for the agency, which is still struggling to attract roughly one-third of riders who have yet to return since the viral pandemic hit. Two additional Memphis police officers have been relieved of duty in connection with the beating death of Tyree Davis. They are Officer Preston Hemphill and another officer not publicly identified. Also, two EMTs who responded to the scene and a lieutenant have been fired. Hemphill deployed his taser during the confrontation in his own body camera video. He is seen chasing Nichols down the road. Hemphill was heard on his body camera video saying twice, I hope they stop his uh, word that begins with the letter A. Antonio Romanusi, the attorney for the Nichols family, spoke to ABC7. I have more and more doubts that there was any issue of reckless driving whatsoever. I think it was a narrative. I think it was a justification for the stop. Hemphill, who is white, has not yet been fired or charged. Five officers who are all black were fired and charged with second-degree murder in connection with Nichols' beating at a January 7th traffic stop. The 29-year-old Nichols died three days later. 
President Joe Biden has informed Congress, he did so Monday, that he will end the twin national emergencies for addressing COVID-19. That'll happen as of May 11th. The move comes months after President Biden said in an interview at 60 Minutes that COVID was over with in the U.S. The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's But the pandemic is over. The move to end the national emergency and public health emergency declarations would formally restructure the federal coronavirus response. Biden's announcement comes as Republicans are also gearing up to launch investigations on the federal government's response to COVID. Then-President Donald Trump first declared the COVID-19 pandemic as a national emergency. That was back on March 13th of 2020. And today also, Biden visits New York City as part of his federal response to rebuild transportation related to the planned Gateway Project. Well, gas prices, you may have noticed they are heading back up. Gas Buddy predicts the national average could hit 4 bucks a gallon again in a couple of months. The price for a gallon of regular is up more than 13% nationally over the past 30 days. Some states have seen price increases of nearly $1 per gallon this month alone. Industry analysts say winter weather, not demand, is fueling the increase in price. Here's Gas Buddy analyst Patrick Tahan. He spoke to News Nation. Thanks to the Arctic blast that hit much of the country all the way down into Texas, uh, the extremely cold weather caused equipment failures at refineries. So as a result, gasoline production was disrupted. Prices typically rise in the spring as refineries switch to summer grade gasoline. Gas Buddy said that could mean a return to $4 per gallon gas as soon as March. DeHaan also cautioned that a dip in demand is unlikely, even if Americans balk at the rising prices as driving typically increases heading into the summer months. Mass shooting down in Lakeland, Florida. It has left 10 people wounded, according to the Lakeland Police Department. These victims, two in critical condition, eight suffered what is believed to be non-life-threatening injuries. All these victims between 20 and 35 years of age. Lakeland Police Chief Sam Taylor here at a press conference yesterday. We consider ourselves to be a small town uh, some you know, situated between Tampa and Orlando. And when stuff like this happens, you know, it, it, it just kind of hits home with me a little bit that, uh, you know, maybe we're not a small town anymore. And it, it actually is pretty sad. Lakeland police did not identify any suspects, but they do believe that four alleged shooters fired guns on both sides of the street from their four-door Nissan. And police believe the shooting was not random and that the victims were, in fact, targeted. An investigation is ongoing this morning. Following deadly violence in Israel and the occupied West Bank over the weekend, including an attack in East Jerusalem that saw a Palestinian gunman open fire on a Jewish settlement in the disputed part of the Holy City, killing seven people, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken arrived in Israel Monday. Blinken and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu delivering remarks after meeting in Jerusalem on Monday. As we advance Israel's integration, we can do so in ways that improve the daily lives of Palestinians in the West Bank and Gaza. And that's crucial to moving toward our enduring goal of Palestinians and Israelis enjoying equal measures of freedom, security, opportunity, justice, and dignity. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken there. Blinken met with members of Israel's new far-right government as well. Netanyahu pledged that Israel and the United States will work against Iran's proliferation of nuclear weapons. 
Prosecutors plan to file felony charges of involuntary manslaughter today. That in connection with the fatal shooting of a cinematographer by actor Alec Baldwin during a rehearsal on the set of the movie Rust back in 2021. Cinematographer Helena Hutchins died shortly after being wounded at this film set ranch on the outskirts of Santa Fe, New Mexico, on October 21st, 2021. Baldwin was pointing a pistol at Hutchins when the gun went off, killing her and wounding the film's director, Joel Souza. In recent weeks, Santa Fe DA Mary Carmack Altwise has outlined two sets of involuntary manslaughter charges in connection with the shooting against Baldwin and film set weapons supervisor Hannah Gutierrez-Reed. All of them should have, if they'd done their jobs correctly, somebody would have caught that. And three people didn't do their jobs correctly. And so because of that, it's not negligence, it's, it's recklessness. It was reckless for everyone to to just not do their jobs. The district attorney said through a spokeswoman Monday that her office will release charging documents and a statement of probable cause outlining the evidence. Hutchins' death already has led to new safety precautions throughout the film industry. A suicide bombing at a mosque in Pakistan Monday left at least 88 people dead and over 150 wounded in the city of Peshawar. Most of the casualties are reported to be police officers. It was not yet clear how the bomber was able to slip into the walled compound, which houses police headquarters and is located in a high-security zone with other government buildings. A social worker who responded to the scene spoke to Reuters. I was in my shop. I am a member of al Khidmat. As soon as we received information about the blast... I jumped into an Edhi Foundation ambulance and came here. When we went inside, we took out around seven injured people and rushed them to LRH. Two of them died on the way. The rest were taken into the hospital. Sarbakaf Moman, a commander for the Pakistani Taliban, claimed responsibility for that attack on Twitter. The bomber carried out the attack inside the mosque where more than 300 worshippers were praying Monday morning. The impact of that explosion collapsed the roof of the mosque, injuring people inside and killing some. Warnings that the United States will be at war with China by 2025. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said on Monday that Chinese President Xi Jinping is watching for American weakness after four-star Air Force, a four-star Air Force general surmised the U.S. will be at war with the world's most populous country by 2025. Pompeo joined a special report to talk about foreign affairs and the release of his new book, Never Give an Inch, when he was asked about the remarks from General Mike Minahan. I take General Minahan to be serious in the sense of he's clearly very concerned that we're not doing enough to prepare to deter the Chinese Communist Party. I think that's what he was really getting at. It's hard to put timelines on any of these things. He says 2025. But make no mistake about it, Xi Jinping is watching for American weakness. He's watching for an absence of resolve. And if he sees opportunity, he will seize that very opportunity. Minahan is in charge of the Air Mobility Command at Scott Air Force Base near O'Fallon, Illinois, which oversees refueling and transportation-related aircraft. He reportedly wrote in a memo that suggested war with China within two years. Commuters dealing with even more flight delays this morning. Morning, uh, Nearly a 1,000 flights canceled, canceled all across the United States, according to FlightAware. Extreme winter weather is affecting parts of the country. Travelers like Luis Metzger spoke to CBS News about their frustrations. So we were just trying to get home today, but as we were checking in, we got notified that our flight got canceled. 
Yeah, and when we went to go to get uh, another flight schedule, they told us that uh, anything going to Denver, which is where we live, is no longer happening today due to the weather. And tomorrow, our, the first flight's at 7, but, I mean, there's no guarantee that the weather won't play a part there as well. Freezing rain blame for these flight delays in Tennessee, Kentucky, and West Virginia. Priscilla Presley has filed documents to dispute just who oversees her late daughter, Lisa Marie Presley's estate. The documents filed last week in the Los Angeles Superior Court, they are in effect to dispute the validity of a 2016 amendment to Lisa Marie's living trust. Lisa Marie Presley previously removed Priscilla and a former business manager as trustees and replaced them with her two oldest children, Riley Kehoe and Benjamin Kehoe, if she died or became incapacitated. Lisa Marie's son, Benjamin Keogh, died in 2020. Attorney Herb Nass of the law firm Davis and Gilbert weighed in on Inside Edition. Priscilla says she never got this purported amendment back in 2016. And if, in fact, it wasn't delivered to her, that might in and of itself be enough to invalidate the purported amendment. Elvis Presley's only child died on January 12th at the age of 54. Lisa Marie was laid to rest at Graceland January 22nd. 77 WABC News Time, 515. Justin Ellis along with sports. Well, thank you, Deb. Exclusively basketball here to get to. The NHL is now on their all-star breaks. All three local teams will be uh, out of commission until early February here. I think February 6th to get a couple of teams set to come back here. But uh, in the way of last night, the Nets protected their home floor eviscerating the Los Angeles Lakers by a score of 121-104 to in a game that saw no LeBron James, Anthony Davis, or Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving showed up, though, pouring in a game-high 26 points, including this late triple to put Brooklyn up 14 at the time. Irving, corner... That call courtesy of the Yes Network. Irving would add seven rebounds and six assists to boot, while the likes of Patty Mills and Cam Thomas offered big-time help with 21 off the bench each. Head coach Jacques Vaughn had this to say after the game about Brooklyn's production off of the bench. It's why I love team basketball. It's uh, doing your part, not knowing when you're going to be called on. We've been talking about that, trying to normalize that with our group. And uh, next thing you know, you called upon, our starters got off to a great start, and then we get 66 points from the bench so uh, pretty impressive uh, guys ready to play and do their part up next for the nets is a trip to boston to tip it off with the celtics tomorrow night as for your knickerbockers they'll get a look at the aforementioned lakers tonight at the garden a tip off is set for 7 30 p.m eastern time here with the early news sports update i'm justin ellick on 77 wabc lou dobbs is your financial report this is the 77 wabc lou dobbs financial report Investors looking for stocks to rebound after yesterday's sharp losses. The Dow and the Nasdaq both shed more than 200 points. The Fed meetings begin today. The Fed forecast to announce a 25 basis point interest rate hike tomorrow. If the forecast holds, it would be the eighth consecutive hike, the smallest since March of last year. Several economic reports ahead of tomorrow's Fed decision. Housing data today. The Case-Shiller Home Price Index forecast to be lower after November's sharp decline. Consumer confidence expected to be up slightly from last month's reading. Key earnings reports today. Exxon Mobil forecasting profits and revenue up last quarter. Investors cautious after last week's Chevron update. The disappointing earnings report cut expectations for other oils. 
Wall Street expecting Pfizer profits to be lower because of lower COVID vaccine demand. The stock down 15% so far this year. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. 77 WABC News Time uh, 520 markets closed down yesterday. The Dow down 260 points. 77 WABC News Time 520. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. All raids at illegal marijuana dispensaries here in the city Monday. Multiple locations in the village were targeted in Monday's raid. Several people were arrested. Police say some weapons were also seized. Here's New York City Sheriff Anthony Miranda. This is a danger to the community, right? When you start selling these products and have these areas that are attractive to both children and normal residents when they're walking around, nobody really wants that in the neighborhood. One spot on LaGuardia Place had just opened on Monday, and hours later, officers were carrying out bags of THC-based products. The city estimates there are a total of 1,500 at least smoke shops illegally selling marijuana-based products. There are two legal cannabis shops open in the city that have received licenses from New York State and more are planned. New York City is unveiling the first of its refurbished medallions along 6th Avenue in Midtown. 77 WABC's Bob Brown reports. The medallions once again will hang above the Avenue of the Americas between 42nd and 59th Streets, representing nations and territories in the Western Hemisphere. International Affairs Commissioner Edward Mermelstein. This international presence brings with it economic growth, job opportunities, and cultural exchange. The signs undergoing a complete makeover, making them more durable and easier to maintain. The first nine unveiled Monday, New York City has plans to restore a total of 45 medallions. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. A Staten Island man is facing manslaughter charges after crashing his vehicle so violently into a pole that the vehicle split into three. He learned moments before entering court that his pregnant fiance and their unborn daughter died in that horrific crash. The fiance, 23-year-old Adriana Salmetage, and her unborn daughter were thrown from the vehicle so violently that the fetus was actually ripped from her mother's womb. The vehicle split in three. The New York Post reported that Adem, 30-year-old Nike Zick, appeared before a judge crying uncontrollably. After his attorney, Mark Fonte, broke the news to him about his fiancée, New Yorker speaking to CBS 2 News reacted to that horrific crash. It's so sad. She was pregnant. The baby died also. That's another life. That's no words. New York City police said Monday that Nike Zick was charged with manslaughter, criminal negligent, homicide, vehicular assault, Assault, DWI, reckless endangerment and driving, well, ability impaired by alcohol in a fatal crash. On a jersey is coming up with an inventive way to take aim at telemarketers. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard has more. Remember this iconic scene from Seinfeld? I can't talk right now. Why don't you give me your home number and I'll call you later? Uh, well, I'm sorry. We're not allowed to do that. Oh, I guess you don't want people calling you at home. Uh, no. Well, now you know how I feel. 
Well, now it's being used as inspiration for a new proposal to combat telemarketers in New Jersey. Nicknamed the Seinfeld Bill, the bill would require telemarketers to state their name and what they're selling within 30 seconds, along with whom they're representing and where to reach them. It must pass the full Senate and State Assembly before going to the governor's desk. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Alex Barnard. A terrified Bronx family is recalling the moment a bullet blasted through their ceiling with young kids inside that apartment. The mother says the bullet just missed her 10-year-old's head. The bullet flew right into their living room on Tybald Avenue in the Fordham section of the Bronx on Sunday night. The bullet ricocheted off the wall and landed on the floor. The 10-year-old and her mother spoke exclusively to Channel 7 Eyewitness News reporter Jim Dolan. My grandma started screaming and we didn't know if somebody was shooting in the hallway or if, like, they were shooting outside. When my daughter called me, she called me and said, Mommy, they shooting. Please hurry up and come home. Police are investigating that incident. They have not yet announced any arrests. The family is now looking to get a building transfer for, they say, their own safety. A 13-year-old is being charged with the fatal stabbing of a 17-year-old in Coney Island, Brooklyn. 77 WABC's James Flippin has a story. This happened on January 20th in what cops say was a dispute concerning a girl. 17-year-old Naheem Wright was stabbed in the torso and died the next day. Cops say the victim was chased down by a group of teenage boys, all of whom are believed to be members of the same street gang. On Sunday, the 13-year-old charged with murder turned himself into the 6-0 precinct. A 14-year-old and 15-year-old not charged with murder but with other offenses also surrendered to authorities. For Early News, I'm James Flippin. Yep, take me out to the ball game. Well, just two weeks until pitchers and catchers report for spring training, and many of the Mets are already on the move. Mr. and Mrs. Met were at City Field on Monday as the Mets' equipment was packed up onto a delivery truck. And the gear yeah, now on its way to the Mets' spring training facility in Port St. Lucie, Florida. Opening day not too far away. The Mets will host the Marlins on Thursday, April 6th at City Field. The 2023 New York Yankees, of course, also announced their schedule. This season will be the 121st season for the Yankees franchise. The Yankees are set to begin their season on March 30th against the San Francisco Giants at home in the Bronx, and they will end their season on the road against the Kansas City Royals. Well, a TV legend from the 1970s no longer with us. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard has a story. One, two, three, four, five, six. Cindy Williams, the actress who played the Shirley half of Laverne and Shirley, is dead. Williams gained fame in the sitcom that was at the top of the ratings in the mid-1970s. She starred opposite Penny Marshall, who died in 2018. Williams was 75 years old and died at her home in Los Angeles. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Alex Barnard. And Cindy Williams' representative said she died following a short illness. If you missed the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.